Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. So I did a little amateur amateur plumbing today. I said I. Said I, I meant to say we. I didn't mean to, to say I there. Uh, so the, the, the flush handle... On our toilet was it was you know it was feeling a little loose, a little jank. Like it still worked, sure. but like definitely felt like a few more pushes without like holding it just so it was probably just going to break off. It just it had that feel that kind of like chintzy thin chrome finish that a lot of a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, just bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah. Uh, plus you know uh, the the renovation in the apartment it was like sixteen seventeen ish years ago, so. Uh, like all of the appliances, fixtures, stuff like that, it's slowly aging out. Uh, you know, not everything in here is, is built to last as well as the building itself. Sure. Uh, and also the the like the whole lever mechanism was rusty. The chain was broken and like and like reattached in weird ways. And so it was just you know it, it was time. It was one of those things where like if we didn't start replacing those individual parts sooner or later, the whole thing is probably just going to fall apart. It's just the the whole mechanism. So uh we we went to the hardware store and we we, we got the the pieces and we um we we changed out a, a flush a flush mechanism. It was weird. Do you do you weird. feel like an adult? I mean, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like But we, let's not go crazy here. <laughs> I, I feel like we we did an a necessary task uh that uh, I did not enjoy in the least. Uh, although the the new new one the uh, the the um, nut part that like tightens it and like the the peg that it sits on like that basically everything that isn't the actual like flush handle itself plastic so it's not gonna not gonna fucking rust up or like like calcify like the old one because that was a pain I almost like yeah almost completely rounded out the old nut because the wrench just kept slipping and just like shredding the metal just, off it oh jeez uh, but um, Ellen actually did finally finally manage to to, to get it, uh, and I, I point that out specifically because um, we we did a whole bunch of of errands today. We went all the way out to well, we got we got some breakfast and coffee at you know, one of our favorite places. Then we went all the way out to uh, kind of the the 
uh, edge of the city, like beginning of the suburbs, we went to a, you know, a big box hardware store, did that, and then slowly worked our way back towards home, stopping and doing other little errands along the way, culminating in having to return something that we bought at IKEA because we didn't measure. Uh, it's a whole thing, um, but uh, I, I at one point stopped to point out the the to me the humor in the fact that we went to the hardware store because Ellen wanted to fix the toilet, and we stopped at the, at a Penzi's Spices because I wanted a new pepper mill. <laughs> just challenging those gender roles. I, I love it. We 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 do not fuck with traditional gender roles in this house. Uh, I I am I am the cook. She does the handiwork, and we're both just like gunning for the day when she makes significantly more money than I I do and can be the the provider, and I can just not. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> like we both uh, we both want that. Uh, you know, I was just watching. Uh, uh, so Ali Wong is a uh, comedian. I um, love Ali Wong. Her her most recent special is so good. So so that she makes a very big point of talking about like you know people don't like. I'm not going to go into the graphic detail of the things <laughs> she says about it. Uh, I mean, not that you know that's uncalled for this uh, podcast, but I'm not going to go into the graphic detail. It's also of it, but, worth just watching her. <laughs> Yeah, just deliver. watch her stand up because she she delivers it much better than I could. But she talks about like how um like men don't want to be with with like a millionaire woman. Like she says, you know, she makes the joke of like, you know, my uh you know, one of my friends, he, you know, is uh you know, he they're they're dating like they become super rich and they start dating supermodels and actresses and pop stars. And she's like, "Oh, and my you know, my friend who is arguably one of the the best comedians, uh, stand-up comedians in the world, she's dating, oh, what was it that she said he was dating? Uh, she was dating, like, an architect or something? Uh, no, it was way more mundane-seeming than that. I don't yeah. know. It was, it was something, like, it, it was meant to be, you know, like, he's punching way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And so she goes in this big deal of like men are threatened by women with power and, and like, you know, they don't want to like have someone boss them, uh, off. And like in this, you know, when, when we always see, you know, they always hear the saying of like, not all men, but it's like, yeah, but it kind of already is in this scenario. I am in the not all man car- uh, category because oh, like, yeah. no, I want that. 100%. Like, I am all for uh, my significant other making millions of dollars and me just being like, yes, dear, I will do whatever it is you want. I am fine with that because the thing is, and Allie brings this up too, is like, I have dated some poor girls before who just bossed me around then too. So like, they might as well just be rich if they're going to boss me around, like be mean to me. We might as well have a very good bank account as well, because like I have dated girls before where I'm like, like we've had ramen noodles three times this week. Like you are too poor to be this mean to me. I don't understand. Like we are so poor. You shouldn't be this, this bitchy to me. You should have some class solidarity, like, goddammit. Like you got you gotta kind of sweeten the deal here. Like you're not winning me over. And that's the thing. Like, if she was like Ah, go fucking do the dishes, dick. I'd be like, screw you. But then she'd be like, I just bought you this PlayStation 5. Go do the dishes. I'd be like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, y- you're offering something of value, here, you know, <laughs> outside of just money. Yeah. Uh, strong, wealthy, powerful, 
in, in any way uh, has never been a character that I have or a character trait that I have found to be unappealing in women. No, not at all. And that's the thing. Like I, I have, I have dated somebody who made a substantial amount of money, uh, uh, who has made a very substantial amount of money uh, than me. I have dated somebody like that. It was great. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like I, I am that like, you know, like, you know, you shouldn't be bossed around by, by a dude who makes $40,000 a year. Like I'm that dude. <laughs> I'm not going to boss you around. I will just be like, you tell me what to do and I will do it. That sounds great to me. Uh, like you, you've got, you know, busy, busy, you know, businesswoman things to do. Like I get it. You know, I will stay out of your way. Um, I want that. So for anyone listening who might be uh, a woman who is uh, substantially well off, I'm, I'm right here. Ladies, I'm ready. He's, he's single. I'm and I am ready to mingle. Um, he, he is single and he's ready to uh, flip gender roles on their heads with you. <laughs> yes, I am totally down for what is gender roles in it? It don't mean anything. <laughs> gender is a it's a made up thing. Oh, uh, so do you remember? Of course you do. How could you not? You remember the 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 halcyon days of TGIF? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, have you have you felt that like that kind of that like that caliber of cheesy family sitcom that's really bad but like also is entertaining as hell and you just want to keep watching it? Like, have you felt that that's lacking? Yes, uh, complete. I think I think sitcoms in general uh, have fallen off the wayside since the early two thousands. I don't think there has been a good. I mean, I know some people would argue shows like the middle, uh, are probably in that vein. Um, I, I know that some people, I, I mean, apparently people really like the show young Sheldon because that is like, Ugh. pass. Uh, I, I mean, it's like on season nine or something that I still don't understand. I mean, I didn't understand big bang theory either. I was just like, got it. So this is a show where we make fun of, uh, people who are into sci-fi and stuff like, and smart people. Yeah. I don't really get it. Uh, but all right, we, I guess we're dumping on nerds for 10 seasons, but yeah, yeah. that that's the, the, okay. That's another conversation that, that I was a whole other conversation. prepared to have, but the whole idea of like glorifying ignorance and like, like making smarts, uh, like making intelligence, like comical and like a caricature, like, ah, yeah. it's just like, it's boring. You can yeah. do better. Uh, and I, I don't like, you know, they... I, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. I, I I have no issues with the actor who plays Sheldon. I think the character is annoying as shit, and I have no interest in seeing that but younger. Yeah. I want to see the movie he was in um, uh, just recently. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the name of the movie, but apparently it was uh, Bing. Oh, it's Big Bang. No. <laughs> Big Bang Theory? What is the what? name of the show? Big Bang Theory? Yeah, Big Bang, the Big Theory, Bang is the name Theory. Of the show. I wrote like Bing <laughs> Bing Bang Bong. Bing Bong. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Jim Parsons is the name of the Jim person. Jim Parsons, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um uh he was in uh, a movie called The Boys in the Band. Um uh which uh supposedly is is supposed to be an absolute amazing uh, movie, but it has Jim Parsons, Zachary Quinto, Matt Bomer, uh, Andrew Rennell's like just a fantastic cast, like absolutely fantastic. Like I love Zachary Quinto. I love Matt Bomer 
And like, I heard that, I mean, this movie is supposed to be absolutely amazing. I think it's based off a book. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Based on a book, um, or based on a play, uh, the boys in the band. Uh, I absolutely, uh, but I, I mean, I think Jim Parsons great. He, he is a great actor, but that role yeah. just pissed me off. Cause I was like, ugh, so stereotypical. I agree. I agree. Yeah. But the reason that I ask about this is because Ellen and I, the other night, while just in the mood for like, just a total like palate cleanser type, like no thinking, just kind of fun sort of binge show, sure. uh, stumbled across, uh, I think it, if I remember correctly, it's on Hulu, uh, Home Economics, uh, which stars none other than Topher Grace. Oh, okay. And uh, I thought that he was involved in the creation and or writing of the show, but that doesn't seem to be the case, uh, which I guess makes a little bit more sense because it did kind of feel like, why, Topher, why would you write yourself to be such a weenie? <laughs> <laughs> and, but it is it is a total, like, uh, it, it, like for, for comparison's sake, it's um, like kind of somewhere between, say, like a full house and a modern family. Like okay. it's not it's not full on like everybody learns a lesson all the time. Like the like piano music moral. plays at the exact twenty minute mark. Yeah, type deal. Yeah, cheesy moral morality play every episode. But there is some of that. Uh, but it's it's also not like fully trying too hard to be like up with the times and quirky. But there is a lot of that. Uh, the the stri- strike an interesting balance. It's you know a, a family of three siblings who are all like have grown up to into like very different social economic uh, scenarios. The youngest brother is like a mega rich like finance douche, uh, but he's somehow just like lovably dumb. Uh, the oldest brother Telfer is a he's a writer, but he's also a total weenie. And then the the middle sibling is uh, Caitlin McGee. Who is a? She's a wonderful actor. Written terribly in this show. She's like basically written as that grating, like ultra, like ultra feminist who like just like everything is like has to be like a a discourse yeah. with her and like every fun moment is like oh but like why don't we spend this time learning about that? and like all of these things are very good. Don't get me wrong. I I don't disagree with. Uh, with who this person could be. It's just they have intentionally written her to be like that woman that you fucking hate that is just such a, a boring trope of writing women, especially writing women from like a feminist perspective uh, or like, sorry, writing feminist characters from a decidedly non-feminist perspective. Uh, right. And like, I think that that's boring and played out in, in is bad, but uh, otherwise it's, it's a fun, goofy, uh, like, weeknight sitcom with the family sort of thing. So I say this to say, like, I, I, you know, obviously, and most of our listeners at this point probably also know, you know, like our family is two adults and a dog, uh, and we intend on changing none of that. But mm-hmm. for those of you out there who maybe do have kids that want to, you know, you want to watch a show with that's, that's family friendly, this would be one to do. It was fun. It's stupid. It's, it's, it's really dumb, but it's fun. But it's fun. <laughs> I so uh Topher Grace is another one of those uh actors where you think of that seven you know, he was known for that seventies show, so you're always yeah. like, Oh yeah, Topher Grace. But then you see him in other things and you're like, 
oh, right, Topher Grace, like, can actually do good things. And in a lot of ways, he really is just a grown-up character, or grown-up version of his character from of that Eric, 70s yeah. show uh, of Eric, but, like, even weenier. Even weenier? Oh, boy. <laughs> I, like, some people get typecast in very specific ways. Topher Grace has been typecast as a weenie. <laughs> I mean, he's still, he's making money. <laughs> You know, <laughs> uh, as as Mark Hamill says, you know, where someone's like, oh, d- does it bother you that you're only ever known for one thing? And he was like, no. He's like, I didn't think I was going to be known for anything. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? There you go. That is fine. I, you know what is, uh, speaking of Mark Hamill and Topher Grace, uh, you know what a fun fact about Topher Grace is? Uh, I hope you'll tell me. So, I'm going to. Uh, okay. Imagine if I didn't, though. So <laughs> That'd be so he, rude. <laughs> but like, and the end. Uh, Topher Grace edited all 10 Star Wars movies into a super trailer. Oh, that's right. He did that. He was he? the person who did that. So whenever that that was circulating around the web uh, after the, the last movie uh, came out, is there was basically a super trailer that went through all 10 films. Uh, and Topher, Topher Grace is the person who did that. Uh, he, I think that was pretty interesting. He is absolutely a weenie. He is totally a weenie. He's such a fucking nerd. It's great, though. But I love that he has been in both uh, both Black Mirror and the Twilight Zone reboot. Uh, hey. Showing a little bit of range there. Uh, I'm very skeptical about uh, that 90s show. Especially bringing back him as you know, the same character supposedly 20 years later. Actually, closer to like fifty by the time this uh, yeah, happens. Quite chronological. Uh, uh, like, it, I don't know, buddy. I mean, yeah. I know he can still play the same character because he's doing it in Home Economics. But like, I mean, it's yeah, we we saw it. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. That show. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, I get it because like Red and Kitty, you know, his parents were, were great. They're great on the show, mm-hmm. but like they were great on that show. Doesn't mean that they're going to be great after the fact. Like yeah. I, I, I kind of see, you know, I see what people are, I see, I, I know the producer, right? I know those producers that are like, well, this was really great. Like everybody really loved these guys. Let's do more of that. And it's like, yeah, but sometimes things were just great for that moment. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to be great forever. They only need to be great in that moment. And, you know, look, I'm all about like make the money, you know, do do what you got to do to pay the bills and do the thing. But like, I feel like we don't have to it's not gonna it's not gonna ruin their performance in that 70s show, right? Like if that 90s show lasts a season and it gets canceled, nobody is gonna be like, rah, that 90s show ruined everything. People mm-hmm. are still gonna be like, oh my god, that 70s show was, you know, great and very cultural. Like people say burn now because like there's so many things that people say, you know, that 70s show I don't think was like a huge cultural moment. But, like, in the TV zeitgeist world, it definitely was a major player, and I don't think we should downplay it. Um, it I definitely like- made the, uh, the all, like, Ashton Kutcher, like, you know, all those actors famous. If anything, it makes the the stakes higher for a reboot or a sequel sure. to be better because people remember the the old one so fondly. And that that's the same, really, with, with any property. I... 
I didn't watch enough of that 70s show to, to have a, a strong opinion. Um, I'm just, I'm always, like, you know, I continue to be skeptical about the ongoing problem of rebooting and rehashing sure. and recycling in in film and television. Uh, but, like, yeah, I feel like that, that would be a lot of pressure to make a make a show that appeals to the the same not only the the fans of the original but to try to bring in an even broader audience to try to be more relevant and it's i think for a while they they were kind of keeping with a, an interesting timing because what was it like happy days was a, an 80s show about the 50s and then that 70s yep. show was a like a uh, 90s or 2000s show about the 70s. So there was like a, a 30 year thing. So like they're kind of keeping with that with this is now in the 2020s and it's doing a show about the 90s. But like, first of all, you skipped skipped a whole decade. Well, oh, didn't they, that, did they try to do that 80s show? There was a that 80s show. Oh, yeah. Okay, and actually yeah. starred Kyler Lee, who I really love. Uh, she was in uh, Not Another Teen Movie. And then she went on to be, uh, she was in Supergirl. She's She was... Uh, 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 Kara's sister in uh, in Supergirl, but I love Kyler Lee. She's yeah. she's great. And I, again, like the the fact that I completely forgot there was a that eighty show tells yeah. you like how tricky I, it is I, to be memorable trying to to reboot a property like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it only lasted a season, but it didn't. It also didn't include. It was basically the format of the eighties of the seventies show only in the eighties, and it didn't have any of the characters from it, to my knowledge. Yeah, um, um, yeah. The nineties show appears to be bringing back some of the characters, but also by necessity introducing new ones. And like, I feel like a lot of times when that happens, I think like, yeah, you know, since I I mentioned Full House earlier, I think about like Fuller House. Uh, tried to do the exact, literally the exact same formula that made Full House popular and keep as many of the original characters as possible, but then introduce an entire pile of new ones. Yeah. And then, like, it just, it, it's chaotic. Again, it was fun. We watched every episode. It was dumb as shit, uh, but it was fun and it was nostalgic, but it was chaos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, obviously there's three people I don't ever expect to see on that 90s show. So one is Mila Kunis. Um, I feel like uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, who are married, I feel like they're not, I feel like they're too big at this moment to be on that show. Yeah. Uh, and the other obvious one is Danny Masterson because he is rotting in prison because he is a scumbag. Uh, so that is the other obvious one that he, uh, Stephen Hyde, uh, the character of Hyde is not going to be on that show because fuck that guy. Uh, a lot. I don't think um, I knew that, but, uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just yep, did a real is, quick search and yep. Fuck that guy. Yeah. 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 He is, uh, definitely, uh, rotting in jail. Uh, good. Oh, maybe, uh, Wilmer Valderrama. I could see him also not, uh, coming back as Fez. Um, but, uh, I don't know. We'll see. What has he been up to? Uh, he, he does producing stuff now. I think he is on a, uh, on a show. Well, I guess he's on NCIS apparently for the past six years. Wow. Uh, but he was uh, Augustine in uh, Encanto just recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I guess he did a run um, uh, as Brad Majors in Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, on stage. Wait a second. Oh, shit. Hmm. I didn't write. He was in Hentified, uh, which was an absolutely fantastic show uh, about uh, gentrification in, and family in uh, L.A. Uh, in yeah. the... Uh, 
Latinx community. Uh, absolutely did not recognize him, though, because he looks very different than when he played Fez. Yeah, he, he definitely looks more grown up now than, I mean, obviously, because he's, uh, I mean, he's older than us, uh, only by a year, but. He's like, it's some, like some of those NCIS photos, like he's got some Stamos energy. Oh, like yeah. Very, very smoldering. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, you know what else is really funny? Um, this is not funny, but also kind of funny <laughs> is that so Danny Masterson went to jail for like, uh, assault underage, you know, women and stuff like that. And Ashton Kutcher, uh, dedicated like his life to like stopping sex trafficking for underage uh, people. Oh, geez, I think yeah. that is a very funny, like like awkward moment, you know, like if they ever had a reunion before Danny Masters got, Masters got arrested and Ashley Kutcher being like, you know what I do now, right? <laughs> and him being like, hey, well, it was good seeing you anyways. Got to go. Bye. I hope that that was very much intentional. <laughs> I hope so. Cause it was, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. No, by the way, Ashton Kutcher, huge uh, proponent of, of anti-sex trafficking has spoke in front of, uh, you know, Congress and, and other members about his group for a really long time has this really cool non-for-profit um, that just fights sex trafficking, like, around the world. I think it's amazing that he does that. Like, who would have thought out of that cast that he would be the one to, like, to come out and, like, be doing the work out, yeah. in, out, in, out in the real world? Yeah, I think not only that, I think he also does has, like, a clean water initiative thing that he was involved with. Like, he's done a shit ton of charity work. Um, of like, like not necessarily charity, more like humanitarian work, you know, mm -hmm. like when I say charity work, you know, I don't mean like socialite charity work. I mean, like Jimmy Carter, pick up a hammer and build a house at age 95 type, <laughs> like humanitarian work, you know, fucking crazy dude. I just, I just learned this story about Jimmy Carter, by the way. So, uh, this it's like. I don't know, in the 60s or something like that. And apparently there was this, you know, we were just getting nuclear power like up and running. And apparently there was this nuclear plant that was like about to blow up. And and like only like seven people in, in all of the country knew anything about it. And one of them was this uh, military guy, like this young officer. And he was certified in this, uh, in like this nuclear power. And so they like had to lower him into the big silo thingy to mm -hmm. like go in and he was like again like one of only a few people in the world like who knew how to do this and he went in and he basically like deactivated it and like saved this huge nuclear disaster and it was jimmy carter that's fucking he wild. then he was like 30 he was like a kid and he was like yeah I i'm a nuclear physicist and they were like all right, well, you got to go into this giant, you know, radioactive nuclear silo thing or the whole world's going to die. And he was like, okay. And they crane lowered him in. And then he was like, all right, I did that. I guess I'm going to get, I'm going to go kill Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Like that's, yeah. that's like what that story feels like to me. Yes. And then he's like, all right, well, I, I was president. I'm just going to go fucking build houses. Oh, I fell down, got COVID, broke all my bones, but that's fine. I'm going to get up and build a house in a month again. And I'm still going to do it. Like he's still building. Jimmy Carter's probably building a house as you're listening to this. And if you ever want to feel bad about yourself, Jimmy Carter is literally in his 90s and the dude is building fucking houses. Like he builds a house a day. He <laughs> he is very close to 100. He's, he is he's, very he's, close he's, to 100. He'll be 98 this year. If he makes yeah. it 
if he makes it two more years, he, he has the Centennial Club. And he'll Which, still be building houses. And he'll still be building... On his 100th birthday, they'd be like, yo, you just turned 100. He'd be like, oh, okay, can you hand me those nails? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be Jimmy Carter building a house at, when he's 100. He'll be the longest living president ever. I think he, I think he is the longest living president uh, now. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, most of the rest of them don't come out looking so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to this cool bonus episode. We have a brand new episode this Sunday called The Sunlit Night. It's available. Every movie that we're watching this month is available on Hulu. Uh, the Sunlit Night. It stars Jenny Slate, uh, who you recognize. She does voices on Bob's Burgers. Uh, she was in Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. um, you, you'll totally, if you don't recognize her by name, as soon as you hear her voice, you're like, ah, yes, Jenny Slate. Uh, totally recognize. Um, but but there it is, everyone. So don't forget to subscribe if you're listening to this one. That way you're notified on Sunday when this episode drops. Um, we super appreciate it. And of course, as always, please share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Yeah, it's the least you can do. I just, you know, at best. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. And we will see you Sunday. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. A woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month we bring a new short story to life in a full cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller series wherever you listen to podcasts and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information. <laughs> <laughs>